The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investments goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 refer to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies, LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors, LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We're in the money. We are in the, the money. money. The skies old are sunny. You are through. You've done us wrong. And old man recession, you are through. You have done us wrong. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morayf. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. And this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the stock market, inflation. In taxes. We're going to talk about the infrastructure bill. You name it, we talk about it and we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And this week's going to be no exception. We have a show full of boring financial stuff and I hope you'll stay tuned for the entire program. But before we go one step further, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Morayf, the host of Money Matters with Ken Morayf. Thank you, Jack. And I am a founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America. And we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work with the most wonderful people in the entire universe, uh, people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And if that's you, then this show is designed for you. Our website is rpoa.com. It's retirementplannersofamerica.com. And also, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast of this show so you can listen to it at your leisure. And of course, uh, Uh, On any device you have, you can find us and you can subscribe to us. It's Money Matters with Ken Murray. So we have a fantastic show. So let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, as I'm sure you've seen in the news, uh, President Biden and the senators, uh, this bipartisan group of senators, uh, have come together and they've uh, put together this... uh, $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. And uh, so we're going to talk about what that means to your retirement. And uh, I actually am looking at it in a positive manner. Okay, I think that they did a lot of good things uh, that they worked out. And so we'll discuss how that's going to affect your investments, your retirement. And we'll have that in the first segment. Now, also, one of the questions that when we visit with clients and even prospective clients that we talk about is the the order in which you're going to get your income when you are retired. Okay, so, for example, you may have um, annuities, you may have life insurance, you may have IRAs, 401ks, Roth IRAs, taxable accounts. 
So where do you tap the money first, second, third? So we're going to go through the order of events when you, want, when you are retired that we think you should get your income from. Now, of course, as we do every week, we talk about Social Security. So this week we're going to talk about should you take Social Security early? And, uh, you know, there are circumstances where taking it early is a good idea. Now, sometimes, most of the time, the longer you wait, the better, but there's always mitigating circumstances. And so I'll discuss with you what may be some reasons to take it early, and uh, we'll kind of give you some context in that regard. Now, also, one of the things that uh, I invariably seem to, to it, it seems to be a topic of conversation with our clients and others is could inflation really flare up are we are we headed for you know with all this debt that we're running and all this stuff and we're seeing prices right now of everything skyrocketing so could inflation flare up and cause all kinds of havoc and uh you know since we are retirement planners i thought i'd put it in the in the context of retirement planning so segment you number can't four. handle the truth <laughs> oh okay <laughs> I'll take that as a given then. If Jack says it, it's true, right? Uh, but we're going to talk about could inflation help or hurt your retirement? Because believe it or not, inflation could actually help. And I want to visit with you about that. We'll talk about that later on in the show. And uh, you know what, Jack? Most shows would stop right there. Most shows would say, hey, if we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. Somebody stop me! No, don't you dare stop me because on this show, do we only go where people expect us to? Of course we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before, and therefore at about 10 till, we will have our estate tip of the week. And of course, that's when we talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. And that's called estate planning. Now, this week, we're going to talk about the estate tax exemption and whether it's going to go away this year under President Biden's tax plan or not. And uh, we just got some... Uh, I guess preliminary trial balloons from from uh, the the Biden administration, and it looks like we've got a little bit of clarity. So I would like to share what we know with you. Okay, so this is all about the the taxation of what you leave to the aforementioned greedy, unwashed, undeserving heir. So we have a fantastic show lined up for you, and I'm uh, sure you'll stay tuned for the entire program. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, happened last week, uh, since I'm a, the father of uh, three girls, was Father's Day was on Sunday. And uh, as I reported to you guys uh, the, the last week, you know, my three girls were coming to town for what I thought was uh, Father's Day. Um, they asked me, you know, what do you want for Father's Day? And I said, you know, for me, the most precious thing is, is family time. And so then all of a sudden, because I have the app for the airline that uh, we use, I saw that they were all coming to town and I was like, and they didn't tell me anything. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll pretend that I don't know. It's a surprise visit. The girls are all coming to town for Father's Day. And I was like, and I even told you guys that, right? I said, I think they're coming to town. And I was like, all ready for that. Well, it turns out, I think I may have been wrong. Because you see, the baby shower for my oldest daughter was at our house the Saturday before Father's Day. So they were all in town for the baby shower. 
the Father's Day thing was an afterthought. We just, we're going to be here anyway, so we might as well spend some time with you on Father's Day. So I thought I was the center of the universe. It turns out that this grandbaby is going to take all the attention away from me. And you know what? I resent that. That baby is not going to win. I am the center of the universe. Anyway, so we'll see how it goes. So let's talk about uh, the, uh, the $1.2 trillion infrastructure spend. Now, first of all, we need it. Okay, our internet, for those of you who've traveled overseas, our internet is awful. It's slow, it's intermittent. You know, how many times have you been on a Zoom call or whatever it is and it's like your your internet is unstable or you can't hear somebody and it's breaking up and all that? It's awful. I mean, it's it's really embarrassing that in the United States that our internet is that terrible. Our roads are, I mean, I don't even think there's a single road that I drive on that doesn't need repair. It's like the entire country's road system needs repairs. The bridges are about to fall down and kill people. I mean, they're like hanging on by a thread. They were all built during the Great Depression. So we have a lot of infrastructure that does need it. And if we're going to be the preeminent economy going into the future, then our infrastructure, one of the reasons why our economy is the greatest economy in the world is when they built the freeway system and they enabled uh, transit of, uh, of, of uh, goods across state lines quickly, efficiently. That made our economy fluid and it catapulted us. So infrastructure is extremely important. And um, so I'm all for that. And what I really like about what they came up with is, and I was looking through, how are they going to pay for this, okay? Because whenever they come up with stuff, I always look at how, how are they going to pay for it? Are, are they going to raise taxes? And if so, who's gonna, whose taxes are going to get raised? Is it my clients? Do I need to worry about this for my clients or not? And what do I need to find out? And how do we adapt to it? Well, the good news is that it appears that the infrastructure bill is going to be paid for with dollars from other programs, all the trillions of dollars of other programs that has not been spent yet. Okay, so with the pandemic and with uh, 2008, even some stuff left over from then uh, that has actually not been spent yet. So there's a lot of money that's just sitting there, which, you know, that's (laughs) as a financial advisor, as somebody who invests money, the idea that they've been sitting on you know, hundreds of billions of dollars earning zero interest rate. That's just bad money management. They need me to go there and tell them how to manage their money. But anyway, it's been sitting there earning nothing. We might as well use it and put it into the infrastructure and and, and, and come up with that. So it looks like we may not see taxes increased to pay for this $1.2 trillion. We've already raised the money, and uh, it's just basically just sitting there waiting to be spent. So I think that's very good news, and uh, I think uh, President Biden and the senators and, and all of the people involved in that, I think should be applauded for putting together a bill that does not raise taxes and pays for itself. I think that's great. So what does that mean to your retirement? Well, it means I, I, the, the estimates are millions of jobs. And uh, the infrastructure will be better. The economy will be better. So there's a lot of uh, positives coming from that. And again, last week I told you it was a buying opportunity with the market down two weeks in a row. If you followed what I said, then uh, this week you're reaping the rewards for that. I think we're going to see new all-time highs into next year on the Dow, on the uh, S&P. And if you're not invested right now, I think it's the time to look at Uh, Even though we're hitting new all-time highs, we're going to hit many, many more, I think, over the next uh, six to 12 months. Now, 
On the other side of that, I do have concerns. I do think we're going to eventually hit a recession, and I think that'll come to the, the second half of next year. But we've got a year to make money, and I think we should. So if you're over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, then here's what I'd like you to do. Go to our website. It's rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. And uh, when you're there, you have lots of options. One, of course, is to subscribe to this show. Okay, You can get it podcasted to your device. Also, what you can do is uh, you can sign up to attend one of our retirement uh, planning seminars. We have uh, one on uh, the whole picture from how to determine how much money you need to retire on, um, how to reduce your income taxes, when to take Social Security. We have one that's kind of a broad uh, uh, overseeing of the retirement planning process. We have one on Social Security. We also have one on uh, cybersecurity for people who are over 50. So we have lots of uh, seminars on our, uh, that you can sign up for. Also, if you'd like, you can visit with one of our retirement planners at no charge or obligation and build out your retirement plan. So we got lots of stuff for you on our website. It's rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to answer the question, when you retire, where should you get your income from? So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. And uh, I am your host, Ken Morayf, and I am the founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning, as the name implies, which means that we work with the most wonderful people in the entire universe, in my opinion. And those are people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And if that's you, let me tell you something. Uh, all the surveys on happiness talk about when is the happiest period in everybody's life, well, it's when you go to college and you're away from your parents, if you're fortunate enough to go to college, and then that's your first most happy time. And then your second best is, are you ready? The age 65 to 75. Why? I believe it's because you are now enjoying your second childhood without parental supervision. You are out playing, you're enjoying, you've got time on your hands, and uh, you don't have any stress and all that. So I think it's the best time in the world. And we want to facilitate that for you. We want to facilitate that second childhood. That is everything that we are about. And so uh, our website is rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. And I encourage you to go there and subscribe to the show. You can have it podcasted to your device. Um, regardless of what device you have, you can have it downloaded. Or you can uh, do it on our website as well. So um, we're going to talk in this segment um, about when you retire, where should you get your income from? Okay, and, and this is actually a discussion about taxes. Because where your money is it will have a different tax treatment than uh, uh, another. So, for example, let's say that you have money in an IRA. Okay, so you've accumulated money in a, in, a, in a traditional IRA. Well, that means that the money going in has been tax deductible to you in most cases, and it's been growing tax-free, but now when it comes out, it's going to be taxable to you. Okay, so therefore, that's one thing. You may have a different kind of IRA, which is called a Roth IRA. So those are kind of the reverse of the one I just described, which is that there is no deduction for the money going in, but it grows tax-free. But the big benefit of the Roth IRA is that it comes out tax-free. By the way, did you see that thing, Jack? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Thiel, the, the billionaire. He has a Roth IRA that is worth $5 billion. Did you see that? So he's been, he bought stock in PayPal and whatever else in his, uh, you know, he's one of the founders of PayPal, but he was, uh, he put his stock, he bought it 
on his uh, in his Roth IRA and he's been doing all that and he's got five billion dollars that he originally started with two thousand and it's all gonna come out of that tax free because it's a Roth IRA how would you like to have well I'd like to have a five billion dollar account you got to ask yourself one question <laughs> do I feel lucky yeah I'd like to have a five billion dollar IRA regardless of whether it's taxable or tax free okay so let's just get that one off the table but um, how about five billion tax free? Whoa, man, that is amazing. Anyway, so the Roth IRA is that way, but you may have annuities. You know, and annuities uh, they are kind of like IRAs from the standpoint that they're tax deferred growth, but you're taxed when you take it out. Then you have your your accounts that are you know just taxable as you go, and so in those accounts you pay capital gains taxes and that kind of thing. And then you know you you also may have life insurance where you have cash value of your life insurance and uh, how is that treated and where do you get that from so you have all these different places potentially where you have your money in and uh, when you retire now we start looking at okay how much income are you going to need from your investments to support your lifestyle so the first thing we do is we figure out you know what income do you already have most of you will have social security for example some of you may have some real estate income or some other sources like that so how much do we need to get from your investments to make up the difference and that then we look at where's the best place to get it now we've done many internal studies uh, and and modelings of where the best place and how to do it is and generally the answer is that you want to take the money you want you want to defer or not pay taxes for as long as possible okay so therefore your IRA accounts generally speaking we want to defer we want to keep those dollars growing without being taxed for as long as possible so that we can then have them have the maximum gain the other thing is that when it comes out of your IRA it's ordinary income tax which means potentially you're taxed at the highest rate and under current law if you sell investments that are not in an IRA there's the potential there that it could be capital gains and capital gains rates are lower than the ordinary income rates in most cases so we want to pay the least amount of tax up front and we want to defer as long as possible the ordinary income taxes that we would pay by taking it out of IRAs and all of that so it's kind of like you know think of a symphony right you're the orchestra conductor and you've got all these different musicians you know some are playing the the whatever the violin another one's playing the drums and you want to kind of orchestrate the whole thing so that you reach that crescendo of tax freedom or or tax efficiency and if you do that then our studies show that your money will last longer than if you are tax inefficient or you don't do it in the proper order okay and then involved in that decision also is how it affects your social security because you may end up paying higher medicare uh, taxes or, or premiums you may pay up to 85 percent tax on your social security by the way did you know that the irs yeah those guys they would have taxed 85 percent of your social security benefits so organizing how you get your income could help with that as well so all of that we do for you and we'd love to visit with you and help you with that and if you go to our website it is rpoa.com uh, retirementplannersofamerica.com and you can click on meet with an advisor and uh, if you do that we'll sit down with you uh, virtually or in person whichever you prefer 
and uh, we'll, we'll help you to build your retirement plan and we'll incorporate not only the taxable efficiency of where you get your income, but how should you invest your money? Do you have enough to retire? Where, uh, what about social security? When and how should you take it? Important decisions like that. We'll also talk about your estate planning. So we want to build for you an all-encompassing, as far as we can, uh, retirement plan. And we want to do it all at no charge or obligation. Now, at that point, if you like what you see and you want to work with us, that's fantastic. We love that and we'd love to work with you. On the other hand, if it's not for you, that's fine too. Either way, no charge, no obligation, and we will part friends. So I, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. I think so too. So our website is rpoa.com and you can avail yourself of all of that. Now also I encourage you to uh, subscribe to this show. Um, we podcast the show so you can uh, do it on uh, iTunes or wherever you want to get podcasts from. You can also go to our website and subscribe there. But subscribe to the podcast. Then you can listen to the show whenever you'd like on your schedule. All right. So rpoa.com is our website for all of the above. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about should you take Social Security early? And there are times when maybe you should. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. So let's talk about Social Security now. This is something that uh, I would say in almost every meeting that I have with prospects and clients, it's a topic of conversation. And of course, it's because for most of our clients, it is the single largest source of income once they are retired, okay? So, and and how you do it and when you do it and all that kind of stuff is so extremely important in my view. And it is so complex. You know, I often say that the uh, the Social Security Administration, if, if there was a, a, a an Olympics for complexity, um, I think they... I don't know, maybe Medicare might win. It'll be a toss-up between Medicare and Social Security as to who wins the gold medal. I think Social Security would. Um, On Social Security's actual website, it says that there are 92,000 combinations of how you can take Social Security. 92,000. And so here you are. You've been working your whole life. You want to retire and take Social Security, and you got to pick which one of those 92,000 is the one for you. That's a daunting task so if I were you, I would talk to a professional, and our people are all trained in Social Security. They're all uh, retirement planners, and so we can help you to build your Social Security plan if you'd like. So I want to talk about one question that does come up, which is, should you take Social Security early? And, uh, you know, there, there is no yes or no answer when it comes to uh, financial planning. There's almost, you know, in, in almost every circumstance, the answer always is, it depends. And so let me go over with you kind of the pros and cons. So let's talk about why you would not want to take it early, okay? So first of all, once you turn 62, you are now eligible to start. So you can take Social Security at age 62. But once you start there, then you will miss out if you start then on essentially what are these increases in benefits, which is 8% per year until age 66 and then until age 70. Those are kind of the the ages when things happen. So by starting at age 62, you've given up the increased benefits that you would get if you waited until 66 or till 70. So essentially, if you start at 62, you're going to get about 80% each month of what you would have gotten had you waited till you're 66 and then about 70-some percent of what you would have gotten if you waited till you were 70 if you're 66. So by taking it early, you're giving up a lot of income. And, uh, you know, we've talked on other shows about where's the break-even point, and it's normally if you take it at 62, it's somewhere around age 86 or thereabouts. But 
So the, the, the problem with taking it early is you, it's reduced for life. And once you've made that decision, you can't go back and change that. All right. Now, you do have what we call a, a do-over, which means if you start early because you need the money or for whatever reason you made a mistake, if you refund them all the money they gave you within 12 months, they reset the whole thing, pretend nothing ever happened, and uh, you can start over. So you have that. Um, generally speaking, I would say the reason to take it early is because you need the money. If you're 62 and you need the money, then you need the money. I mean, that's just a fact. And therefore, you, that overrides all the other, your break-even points and all that kind of thing. Also, when you turn 66, they don't take back anything from your income if you're working after that. So there's a reason why you might want to take it then. And when you're 70, there is no reason beyond that to wait any longer. So if you're 70 years old, just take it, okay? Don't let it sit there. So those are some things for you to think about. Um, if you are if you are in the throes of making uh, social security decisions, uh, whether you should take it now or later, what combination, your spouse is working, you're not, or you're a widow or widowed, all those kind of things, um, go to our website. It's rpoa.com. We have lots of information about social security on there. We have uh, videos for you. We have articles, podcasts, all kinds of info. But also we have the ability for you to uh, click on meet with an advisor. And what we'll do is we'll schedule time to sit down with you and we'll help you to build out your social security game plan. Now that's in the context of an entire retirement plan. So we're not just going to talk about social security because it has to be, we have to take into account your sources of income, your age, your health, all kinds of stuff to make the proper decision there. And we want to help you to do that. No charge or obligation. So if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com. Click on meet with an advisor, watch all of our videos, all of our stuff on there and educate yourself. And we hope that you'll make the right decision. So rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about could inflation help or hurt your retirement? The answer could surprise you. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters and I am Ken Morayf. So this is the, the part of the show where we talk about um, our, 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 our foundational philosophy of investing our clients' money, which is our invest and protect strategy. And uh, the principle behind that is that growth is important, certainly. We want to grow your money, but at the same time, we want to protect it. Okay, so growth is important, but protection of principle is even more important. Okay, because yes, we want to grow the money, but not if we're going to risk the principle, because the principle is the engine that drives the income you're going to get when you are retired. For the most part, that's the case. So therefore, that's where we want to focus on is making sure that we are taking only as much risk as is necessary to accomplish your financial goals. So this segment is about inflation, and I want to incorporate how our strategy plays into that. Okay, so let's talk about inflation. I would say that in almost every conversation that I'm having with anybody these days, <laughs> it's all like, Ken, do you think inflation's coming? Is it going to destroy the economy? Is the dollar going to crash? Are we going to like go, you know, to heck in a handbasket? You know, is that is that what's happening here? Well. Certainly, if you can run, if you run up too much debt, history tells us that when that's happened, we've seen hyperinflation that has been devastating. So certainly, that's a risk out there. Um, in fact, in our country, back in the early '80s, we saw the effects of hyperinflation, and uh, it was very devastating. Our economy was literally on its back. We had one of the worst inflationary periods. 
it, it was we were very close to becoming a second-rate country at that time. I mean, that's how dangerous inflation is. That's what happened in Argentina and Venezuela and in Germany after World War I. These super powerful economies where everything was going well, and then inflation destroyed their, their currency, destroyed their purchasing power, and destroyed their economies. And, uh, be, and they became third world or second world con- uh, economies. So it, it can happen. I'm not discounting that. So how do you, and for, I, I, I hate the word, but how do you play that? Okay. So. I'll look at the early 80s in our country and use that as an example. So what happened there was that if you go back and you look at uh, 80, 81, 82, that's when we had significant amounts of inflation. As inflation heated up, the stock market went up significantly. We had a big bull run heading into 1982. And why is that? Well, because when prices go up, like right now, right, we're coming out of the uh, pandemic and uh, there's a huge difference between the demand and supply. So therefore, everything is super expensive right now, right? Lumber is expensive. Steel is expensive. Microchips are expensive. I mean, you name it, it's expensive right now. So what does that mean? It means we have inflation. But what does it mean to the companies that make microchips, that sell lumber, that sell steel? What does it mean to them? They're making lots of money. They're selling something they used to sell for a dollar for $2 now. They're making lots of money. And therefore, it it, it essentially, if profits drive their stock price, then those profits are up and they are driving the stock price up. Now, is it really up? No. Inflation did that. So after inflation, it's probably the same as it was before, but after inflation, it's higher and that drives the stock price higher. Okay. So generally speaking, if you look at periods of high inflation leading into that, the beginning part of the inflationary phase tends to be one where you see the stock market go up. Now, Eventually, what happens is inflation becomes extreme and the consumer can't buy anything anymore. And then they stop. That makes the economy go into a recession. And when that happens, then we have a big bad bear market and we have bad economic times. And that's the follow through. So do you, ladies and gentlemen, know of anyone who has a strategy where you can invest your money for the growth side of it and then get out and protect your principal as much as possible on the downside? Hmm, I wonder who that could be. Oh, wait, it's us. (laughs) And so that's our strategy. And as you guys know, our Invest and Protect strategy helped us to ride all the way up when it was uh, rising in 2003, 4, 5, 6, and 7 and get out before the stock market crash uh, really came into full bloom in 2008. It also told us to get out in March of last year before the pandemic. So again, As the market was rising, we participated in that. But when it turned the other way, we wanted to get out and protect you from the downside. So inflation, is, in in our view, is not our enemy because we have confidence that our strategy will enable us to ride the beginning period of that, the rising market period of it, but then get us out without without major damage being done when it finally turns the other way and turns into a bad recession. Now, if you don't have a sell strategy, if you are a buy and holder, you're not a buy, hold and seller, then I worry for you because you could ride it all the way up and then ride it all the way down and that could be not good. So if you'd like to learn more about our strategy, you can go to our website. It's rpoa.com. 
We have videos, articles, podcasts regarding that and how it uh, incorporates into your retirement planning. While you're there, I encourage you to attend our seminars. We have uh, several of them on social security, on cybersecurity for people over 50. And then we have our retirement planning seminar, which does talk about inflation, the stock market, diversification, and uh, social security and a ton of stuff. So all of that's available at rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. Now, this is the part of the show where if you have a few uh, pennies left at the end of your road and you want to leave it to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs, uh, this is where we talk about uh, how to do that in the least taxed, most cost-efficient way. And, of course, that's called estate planning. Now, this week, I want to talk with you about the estate tax exemption, okay, and uh, the fact that it looks like it's going to be significantly reduced and when that's going to happen and all of that. We got some new news out of uh, Washington with regard to this from the estate planning side. And of course, the exemption is the amount that you can pass on to the aforementioned greedy unwashed with no taxes associated, okay, with no taxes due. So we want, I want to talk with that about, about that with you. But before I do, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire and of course, that is Tony Bennett with rags to riches. And you know, the estate taxes and probate and all that kind of stuff, it's actually designed to do the exact opposite. Take you from riches to rags. And we don't want that to happen to you. So every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. So let's talk about the exemption. Okay, so what is it, first of all? So when they first came up with the estate tax law. I'm imagining, you know, there was this room with uh, all these people, a smoky room. They smoked back then. Uh, and, uh, you know, they shut the door and they're all in this room having a meeting and they're all talking about, you know, we got to tax people when they die. We got to get all that money back. We don't want them to, you know, pass it on to their family and keep it that way. And so we need to figure out how to tax that. And so they came up with the estate tax. And then they said, well, but, you know, people, people uh, you know, buy each other gifts, right? They buy each other birthday presents and Christmas presents and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And so, you know, we, if, if we tax every single time that happens, then the people will turn against us and they won't reelect us. And that's really bad if you're a politician. So how do we mitigate against that? So they created the gift tax exemption, which means that we're going to uh, allow people to make a certain amount of gifts every year and uh, they won't have to pay tax on that. Well, today, in uh, 2021, the gift tax exemption is $15,000 per person that you give to, all right? So you can give $15,000 to as many people as you would like, and there's no tax to them or to you on that. Now, if you're married, you can combine and give $30,000 to each of your children or whoever you wish. In fact, you could give that to me if you'd like. No, I'm kidding. Now, if you exceed the $10,000, then there's this bank account of gift dollars that are still tax-free, and that's called the exemption, 
okay? Uh, and it's a lifetime exemption. The $15,000 gift tax exemption is renewable every year. So you can give $15,000 every year as long as that law stays in course. But the lifetime exemption is like a big bank account of dollars that you could draw from over and above the 15000 So let's say that you decide you want to give a million dollars and 15000 to somebody. Okay, so what that means is, is the 15000 is your gift tax exempt amount and the million dollars now is over that. So you go and you draw that out of your exemption bank account and that one, uh, uh, President Trump made over $12 million per person. So therefore, you have a lifetime bank account of gifts that are tax free of $12 million. Now, President Biden has talked about how that's a lot and uh, favors rich people and we don't want that to be so high and we need to change that. So the exemption could go down. The worry was that it would be retroactive to the beginning of this year, right? In other words, we're going to drop it to $3 million or some number, and, uh, but it's too late because you can't do anything about it because it's retroactive to January 1st. However, what we heard out of Washington is that because we're so late in the year already and people have already filed tax returns and, and all that kind of stuff, that it's likely that it's going to happen next year. Okay, so um, we have basically six months left in the year. And so for those of you who want to make large gifts out of your estate to save on, on estate taxes, uh, if you have uh, real estate or assets that you want to put in trust or do all that, now's the time. You got six months to get her done. All right, because after the first of the year, the amount you'll be able to give will probably be uh, uh, less than it is now. So, um, uh, uh, you know, what is it called? A word to the wise, right? And so um, we'd like to help you with that if you'd like. We're not attorneys. We don't do that kind of thing uh, from the legal standpoint. But we can help you to build the plan that you take to the attorney and have them be the ones that draft the documents for you. We'd love to do that with you. So if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com. Click on Meet with an Advisor. And if you do that, then we'll schedule a time to visit. Now, we want to talk about your entire retirement plan, not just your estate planning. So we'll talk about Social Security. We'll talk about uh, income taxes, the whole gamut. And we'll help you to build a plan, no charge or obligation. And we'll part friends regardless of what happens. So our website is rpoa.com. Well, you know what? This show's over already. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Of course not. It's only the beginning. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Moray or MMWKM Advisors LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.